0: yeah good morning um we're ready to get started again uh thanks again for joining us um just a reminder to everybody that's still that's with us um if you want to ask a question please do so through your q a box or your or bloomberg or you can even email uh, either myself or ken Sahoski. um this morning we're lucky to have with us uh raj Sushadri. i hope i said that correctly president of data and services at mastercard raj
1: hey craig thank you very much for uh, inviting me it's it's good to be here and your pronunciation was perfect
0: great so i see you're in the office
1: well, kind of. This is a, a virtual background of New York City Tech Hub, and what I love about it, that Carl Sagan quote on the wall. So uh, it's, it's my favorite background.
0: Yeah, I see that. Very nice. Um, so if we can get started, since we have limited time, um, why don't you describe exactly what data and services is within MasterCard and the strategy for your business unit?
1: Sure. So um, I think all of you know that data and services is uh, one of MasterCard's uh, service businesses. Um, it's got an incredible legacy, uh, a really rich legacy that uh, since taking it over in January, I've been learning more and more about. And it's got a lot of uh, positive momentum. You know, the components of data and services were built over um, decades, either organically within MasterCard or uh, through acquisitions. And its role in our strategy is to uh, diversify our streams and also differentiate us. So, you know, diverse, diversify in terms of taking us into new customers, new areas uh, at existing customers, and differentiate in terms of, you know, optimizing our core business, wind flips, helping our, our customers with, you know, make the engagement that they have with their consumers a lot better. So in in my last role, I spent four years uh, with the U.S. issuers uh, in the North America markets, as you know. And, uh, you know, what I found there was the DNS solutions and MasterCard services more broadly are a great catalyst for growth, both the growth of our customers as well as our growth, effectively, right, because it does come back to us. The core strategy we have in DNS is to help our customers make smarter decisions for better outcomes both in terms of how they run their own businesses, as well as to help them engage with their consumers, right? We have a to c model. So it's to help the middle B, which is our customers, and then help them engage with the end C, their consumers. And the approach we use is, um, is uh, we partner and we bundle our capabilities to s- uh, solve their particular need using a, a four-step approach. So the four steps are essentially discover, uh, recommend, act and improve so that that's how we um, you know th- that's at the core of our strategy
0: okay and what services make up data and services i mean it's you know it's a very broad it's a very broad moniker so if if we can dig down into what exactly the offerings are i think that would help clients understand that investors understand that
1: no absolutely so you know um so let me sort of uh, double click on the strategies describing, right? So we put the customer in the center and it comes. It starts with the customer challenge and the key question you're trying to answer and fra- framing the problem. And, uh, and then we go into the cycle of discover, recommend, act, and prove, right? So in discover, we use our data, our customers' data, as well as 30 third-party data. Uh, but it has to be relevant to the question being answered uh, that needs to be answered. And it has to uh, essentially, uh, it's really important that we adhere to our principles as we think about all those data sources. And then, so we take that data and we go into recommend, which is where we think you uh, try and identify insights to inform the solution. And these insights could come from many sources, right? So, this is where our consulting services could play a role, our analytical services could play a role, our, um, you know, things like our software platform, test and learn or I see a MasterCard Intelligence Center could play role. And then in the ACT step, the way we approach ACT is um, just like in the core business, we talk about um, consumer choice. In our business, we talk about customer choice. So whether the customer wants to do it themselves, assuming what we provide, or they want us to help them do it, or they want us to do it for them. Essentially, we have many ways of uh, interacting in order to make it happen. And um, in here, you know, things like managed services and marketing services, our loyalty services, our innovation service come into play. And then that takes us to sort of the fourth step, which is improve. where This is about measuring, making sure we set very quantitative targets when we you know, start acting. Did we achieve the targets? You know, what more do we need to optimize? Are there other ideas to enhance? Are there other initiatives that, you know, one can go to from where you are? Are there broader deployments that to be done to really fully capture the opportunity? So that's the full cycle. So the capabilities, the component capabilities, which I'm also happy to talk to if you're interested, actually fall in these four. And at the end of the day, we're solutioning and we're bundling to get to that customer-centric question at the center.
0: Yeah, an understanding of those components might be helpful because the, the general perception, and I believe, personally I believe it's correct, is that there is a significant lead that MasterCard's built over time in terms of these capabilities versus competitors. So understanding those component parts and where you see MasterCard's differentiated in, in those parts would be very helpful.
1: Yeah, uh, Craig, thank you. I, I, I certainly believe uh, the statement that you made. Uh, what I would say is, um, so let me give you some example of the components and also address your question as well. How they differentiated, right? So, um, you know, in each one of these goes back over the last two decades to what we've done organically or in our or like organically. So, you know, the first one I'll mention is late in the 1990s, my predecessors, you know, gathered cleansed warehouse data and started applying analytics to it. Um, that now gives us in analytics a unrivaled breadth and depth of expertise. And as there's more data, more capabilities to analyze data. And you know, and strong principles to adhere to as we do that. That is a you know a, a big competitive advantage. Uh, we have a very unique global consulting firm, Advisors. Um, here we you know we recruit and build this talent and this group, both from lateral hires from other consultancies, as well as from campus hiring. We grow our own, um, and it's really the level of expertise in payments and adjacent space is quite deep in this consulting firm. Loyalty is another good example. Loyalty, as you know, started with benefits and insurances on affluent cards in order to compete in the core business. But today it goes way beyond that. We have a proprietary platform that is quite unique. We have, uh, we've made acquisitions such as Session M and TrueAxis, Pinpoint. We we've, um, we've, uh, have a huge partner network, a partner network where we source offers and benefit scale for our customers. Um, and so that's a win. And so loyalty is is distinctive at uh, MasterCard. And things like, you know, managed services, which I think where this business started, it started with like sending direct mail, right? Many, many, many years ago. Managed services today is data-driven. It omni multi-umni-channel, multi-channel, and uh, quite, um, you know, quantitative. Another component is, I mentioned software when we were talking about our discover, recommend, act, improve cycle. We built software. The MasterCard Intelligence Center example, the new Acquire Intelligence Center example. We've also bought software. We bought APT many years ago. That's given us the test and Learn software. Uh, we recently bought Session M, that comes with a software platform. And then there are things like uh, we launched the Economic Institute at the beginning of the year. It very timely, by the way, right before COVID. Could not have, I couldn't have timed it better. It was, you know, uh, just uh, very fortunate. That gives us all kinds of macroeconomic insights for our customers. It's been hugely valuable in the COVID um, uh, crisis, and, and then there are um, historically strong um, uh, 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 else there too, like spending pulse, which all of you know about. You know, which thinks about consumer spending, predicts, uh, as measures consumer spend across all tender types for um, uh, in uh, various markets. So those have been extremely helpful in the COVID um, context. So those are some of the components. Uh, I don't know if that gives flavor, uh, but what I will say is um, under each component, you, you know, you asked about competitive differentiation. Under each component, there's an element of um, uh, economies of scale or skill, and then a deployment through bundles and solutions very lowly to make it locally relevant to a particular customer's problems or challenges or aspirations. That really is the secret sauce.
0: Mm-hmm. So you had touched on something that maybe we can expand upon, which is how has COVID changed the demand for these products? And you know, I, I, a fundamental question to those on the phone is, are the clients paying for the additional services they're asking for right now? You know, um,
1: uh, I run a business. So yes, there, you know, there are revenues. <laughs> okay. um, Actually, the COVID has been um, uh, a really—it's uh, it, listen—it's accelerated a lot of newer trends in the marketplace, right? That we all know: about. e-commerce, uh, touched experiences, uh, contactless. But in this business, the additional thing that is really underscored is when you're faced with uncertainty, data becomes very important, and it's data that that's available now. It's not last year's data and when you look at consumer preferences it's what consumers are doing now not what it, what they last year and so data really helps and insights actually it's less the data actually the insights that you get from analytics helps you understand the situation assess react recover right it also helps a customer migrate to the to tomorrow's you know more digital world across you know whether it's in their businesses or how they engage their, with their consumers and so COVID has really accelerated a lot of what we do in a good way. I'll give you some uh, custom examples, right? Because it's always fun to talk about customer examples. So Session, I'll give you three. Session M, which um, uh, we acquired late last year, was helping a, a CPG company launch its first ever at home, hair coloring product. Now, here comes COVID, hair salons are closed. Nobody's <laughs> able to go get their hair colored, right?
0: I don't uh, have this problem
1: know. <laughs> well, some of us do. Uh, you're lucky. And um, so, essentially, it, uh, what uh, what uh, session M was able to help the CPG company do is really accelerate their plans, and way beyond anything anyone forecasted, right? A second example might come from our loyalty business, where you know uh, we've had to uh, very agile and pivot and innovate quickly, and we've done that. Uh, so things that you know we have Mastercard travel and lifestyle services. So one thing about COVID we all know is, you know, travel is down, right? And so what we did very quickly, people are working from home and they're living at home and you know families are together. So we quickly pivoted to, you know, making it about loyalty now about virtual museum tours, children's programs, you know, recipes to cook at home, things like that. In Europe, we've um, introduced um, a concierge service for medical appointments. In Latin America, we provide telemedicine, whether that by video you know, phone or chat. In um, the Middle East, we've, you know, this is an example of how our services come together. We've taken DNS service and a CNI service, bundled them together. So we took e-commerce insurance and we took uh, identity theft uh, uh, protection and build it together to create a service that is very valuable for consumers and therefore for our customers. So these are some of the COVID examples. Um, and then, you know, in terms of assess, react, recover, what COVID has allowed us to do is, um achieve both of our missions you know as i said it's a uh, differentiate and diversify right So it's helped us do more with our current customers help them navigate the crisis and ready for the future it's also brought in many new customers so we were relevant to you know various merge verticals to various types of governments at all different levels central banks federal state local city right? Um, and so um that's really uh they're all consuming our data as they think about what they need to do. there to help them.
0: So maybe you can uh, go a little deeper on that point. Who is the, the, the target customer set? Is it everybody? Is it, are there some you don't work with? So maybe a little help there.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, it, it, it's um, targeted, target customer set comes in many flavors, right? So uh, I have to uh, anchor us back in our traditional customers because that's, uh, the start of our services business, and then we, you know, go into new territories with new customers. So um, let me, you know, so let me uh, anchor us on sort of traditional customers and what we do for them. I'll, let me give you three examples, right? And these are pretty common things that we do around the globe. Uh, many customers. The first example I give you uh, in terms of how we support our core customers is uh, conversions. So we do this globally. So recently did one in Asia Pacific. Uh, typically has you know millions of cars, uh, sometimes one market, sometimes any market. It comes with um, opportunities to uh, change the product suite. So we often retire some product, we often introduce new products, right? Pretty substantial changes to the product suite. And what we typically do is put a DNS team, we co-locate a DNS team and advisors team at the customer to work with them, and uh, work with them through this, you know discover, recommend, act, improve cycle. So. Now think about the strategy. what is the um, you know multi channel customer journey we want to go want the consumer customer to take the consumer on? you know um, what role does mobile play? What's a playbook that leverage everything the customer has and we have but can be targeted or tailored to a particular segment or a particular market um, and then we usually help them you know create a frictionless frictionless experience to uh, facilitate the migration. Uh, do things like trigger new features. Um, recurring payments is one that the customer would like the consumers to sign up for. We do things like reactivate dormant cars. We, um, you know, and then we um, uh, continue to optimize even after we uh, facilitate the conversion. But it's really important to drive consumer engagement. So that's one example. Another one from our core business. And I was talking about C and I together, right? So we do this in a number of places. The example that comes to mind is a UK bank. Where um, you know, we helped them um, essentially rethink their fraud management. So uh, we took our mass auth and fraud data, we took the customers data, we put it together, we used not just analytics but proprietary algorithms to look at it and say what new rules that might help the customer manage fraud. And then based on so that analytics and those algorithms, we came up with a recommendation. then we put a project team. in to project manage the uh, end-to-end re-engineering of the uh, fraud process. And, uh, and then in terms of um, you know managing uh, the metrics, we are very focused on impact, right? So uh, in this case, the customer that comes to mind, we reduced their frauds by 80%, which is millions of pounds you can imagine for this UK bank. And uh, it also allowed them to buy a much more Uh, a friction-free, seamless consumer experience, which is really important. And, um, you know, a third example, we do a lot of this work across the core business. A third example that comes to mind is, um, you know, migrating consumers to activate their debit cards and use it at point of sale, uh, versus just using it to cash out or, you know, access their accounts. And so recent example, we do this again globally, a recent example that comes to mind is uh, Banco Nacional in Costa Rica. Where uh, you know again, it's going through this cycle of discover, recommend, act, improve, using all of our capabilities. So we did our data and their data to figure out you know um, what are the different customer types, uh, you know who who uh, uses it already, how did they, what journey got them there, what are the different segmentations, how do they work. By the way, as we did this, also separately identify other opportunities. So in this case, while we were doing this point of sale migration for debit. We also identified cards that could be upgraded. We identified small businesses that could actually move a small business card, right? So the, this is in the data lie other answers as well, which help the customer with. And so you know we, um, in the, this case, like we do in uh, many cases, we uh, came up with this analytics strategy and then we executed the campaign, uh, which is you know the communications, the content, the user experience across multiple channels. And then we set goals, we measure very aggressively against the goals and uh, and then we optimize so it's, it's a story so those are three examples from our business just to illustrate
0: yeah maybe a question about the core right it's always been a big question of how these services and do these services help mastercard win at the core and one thing that comes to mind for me and this was uh, an odd thing but I was driving down the New Jersey, the garden state parkway with my family. And I immediately had my wife take notes because on a billboard, there was a, there was an advertisement for MasterCard and Briterion that Briterion was integrated with 74% or 74 of the top 100 us banks. And I was saying to myself, MasterCard's not the, the leading issuer at 74 of the top 100 us banks. So talk about how that happens, how that helps you win at the core and what how that opens the door for you.
1: Yeah, so it's a uh, criterion as one of our AI capabilities. We have many, as you know. Um, the, um, so the way it helps in the core, I just illustrated a few ways, right? So if you uh, you know, read between the lines of my examples, it gives you the answer. Uh, we uh, optimize portfolios for our customers. When they get better performance out of their portfolios and a better experience for their consumers, they win and we win. We, um, we uh, also think about uh, how to help them optimize their own businesses as they, uh, as they uh, deliver some of these results. We also, there are examples where um, we've gone in with services, worked with a bank or a merchant, and in the case of a bank, then flipped the portfolio. Our uh, Core allows us to, you know, loyalty services help there. For example, consulting services help there. Analytical services help there. So we help the um, uh, so our cyber solutions, right? So in those cases, it gives us uh, other ways of working with institution and getting to know them, and then helps flip the portfolio. So services help um, you know both enhance the uh, current business that we have in core, as well as bring us brings us new business in core.
0: Okay, so that's actually very helpful. Um, has there been areas of the world geographies where dns has been um more successful in driving new core wins like when i'm on when i'm on the road with uh management and i remember last year being on the road with the now retired javier and he was in every meeting discussing how these services were providing a significant advantage to him in renegotiating or new negotiations?
1: So, you know, what what I would say, Craig, is it's global. It's in every region, every market, every country, right? I came last year from uh, being responsible for all these banks and issuers in North America. So what Javier said about Europe, I would have said in last job about, you know, institutions in North America. So it is uh, no, you know, one region that stands out. They would, I think if you talk to any of our region heads, Uh, we would all um, echo the same message that I'm going, which is, and Javier said, which is it absolutely helps us in the core business and in, um, in, and across the world.
0: Okay. There's a group of customers that MasterCard has been particularly aggressive with over the years and has taken a lead on, which is fintechs and emerging new types of issuers. Can you talk about how your services have helped those companies um, grow and establish themselves. I believe you've even set up a unique processing facility in Europe to support those businesses.
1: Yes. So, um, uh, listen, what I would say is we are very focused on traditional banks and issuers. We are uh, focused on our merchants, very focused on in growing our merchant verticals as well as what we do for merchants more broadly. And then we also focused on fintechs and new emerging issuers and merchants. Uh, we, we have a legacy of innovation here, and it carries us well into those segments. So, um, you know, and this is not any one service, this is across our services. Um, I'll take loyalty as an example. So, pay with rewards or pay with points, which capability, a technology capability that we built, which is now available through APIs. Um, frankly, the fintechs consume it very easily. So, we built, uh, it, when, you, when we talk about uh, customer choice, we build these capabilities, capabilities so the customer can consume it in the way that they want to consume it. If they want be API like pay with rewards, yes, we can do that. If they're on a proprietary platform and want to consume it that way, that's great too. So um, it's really helped us to, um, you know, uh, new spaces, new issuers, new merchant spaces. I'll give you an example. You know, you asked FinTech. I'll give you an example from Australia. The um, so. Um, in Australia, I, I, if you uh, are following what's going on in that market, this whole buy now, pay later trend is, you know, is um, emerging much faster than in most markets. Now, after that was there uh, early, has a closed loop solution. So we were approached by Flexi Group, which is a specialty consumer finance company, and uh, they asked us if we could help them think about an open loop solution. So, you know, what did we do? We immediately thought of our innovation services, right? Because these are services that helped MasterCard become innovative that we now provide as services to our customers. And the one we picked out of our labs as a service uh, suite of uh, services is called Launchpad. It's a five day, uh, uh, by the way, we use globally in many different contexts, including at if my customers in my old job, it's a five day sprint. It's a very agile sprint. It has a proven track record. We've done this over and over again in many different contexts. And at the end of five days, you end up with customer value proposition. You end up with a prototype, so you can demo easily. You end up with a business case and end up with a video. And so what Flex Group did is use a launchpad to design their, uh, their, uh, their open loop buy now, pay later uh, solution and, um, and they were able to launch it very quickly. It's called Bundle. Uh, launch it very quickly because um, it runs on MasterCard Rails. So we were able to um, help them get to market much faster by using our Rails. And as soon as it got to market, the publicity meant that um, there are a lot of other banks that are following suit. And now our uh, Flexi Group is working with us to both Enhance Bundle, which is the name of the product, as well as use to think about what they could do similarly for small businesses. So this is why, you know, uh, emerging issuers, emerging merchants, digital merchants, fintechs, etc. come to us. So we really have the ability to serve both our traditional customers as well as new customers.
0: And through, through something like that, where it becomes an open loop and other banks get involved in the platform, does that give MasterCard an in to go talk to those banks about taking greater share within their core issuing business?
1: You know, anytime you work with a bank, I'll tell you from my um, previous role where we were working very hard and quite successfully on share, right, is I will tell you from my previous role, anytime you have a reason to work with a bank in a way that adds value to them, that makes a difference to them, uh, it doesn't have to be necessarily... um, directly tied to the flip, but it it allows you to build a relationship with them to see our values, how we work, what we have, how we approach things. Look at our capabilities. Like I said, that are all built with scale and skill economies in mind, but also the how, how we work with us, how we partner, how we customize for them. Um, frankly, it, it, it opens a door and uh, that helps when it comes time to talk about, you know, a flip.
0: Okay. So maybe you can, uh, go a little deeper there and discuss how your products are differentiated from the competition. Um, and maybe a few examples.
1: Sure. You know, um, we have very unique capabilities. Um, so what I would list actually the long list of them, what, 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 what comes to mind is you look at our, um, you know, um, I'll put them in three bits for you, right? The, the first capability is sort of the ingredients in the pantry we cook from. Um, So this includes things like, uh, you know, we have unrivaled breadth and depth of data insights and analytics. And analytics that go go range from automation or productization all the way through AI machine learning, you know, and new ways of analyzing data. So it's not just about the data. It's also about deployment of, um, you know, tools against the data. We have proprietary software platforms. Um, uh, Many of these are set so that we can help a customer subscribe to them and then... um, you know, and use them on their own and then also provide consulting services and other services around them or do it for them. We have, um, as I mentioned, advisors. Um, given my consulting background in this job, as I've learned about advisors, this is a truly remarkable and unique global consulting firm. Um, we have a global network of partners that we source things from, for our loyalty business, from our services business, for our innovation services. And we able to source these at scale uh, and it works. It's it's great for the partners providing, uh, for example, the offers of it. It's great for the customers using them, and it's great for us. So, so that first bucket is sort of our unique capabilities, and how and I, like I said, tied to this, not just the capabilities, but how we work with customers, how we think about the specific problem and make it uh, make the solution a bundle locally relevant to that particular problem the customer is facing, and then make sure that they get value, right? Value in terms of execution and impact and value in terms of when we bundle these together, you know, what what pay for. The um, second thing I would highlight is our data expertise, which is pretty distinctive. Uh, it is distinctive both in terms of our businesses. So, for example, we set up Truata IBM in order to address GDPR. It is a truly unique business, right? So both in terms of businesses that we built, but equally important, if not more important, in terms of our, you know, data governance, our data management, our data principles, you know, we have privacy by design principles. We use data minimization in all our product development. Uh, we, um, you know, privacy, security by design, minimization are things that are, you know, consumer data rights. These are things we talk about very actively, and I believe we need, in in terms of the thinking across the industry. And then the third way uh, I would uh, highlight a differentiation is, uh, on the core business. I'm sure you've heard us talk about multi-rail. We're accessing more payments flows, any many different ways. Um, you know, services are very portable. They don't just apply to card rails; they apply they apply to any rails. They can apply to any payment transaction. So that's a competitive advantage, as the core has a competitive advantage there. Services also has competitive advantage. So those are some of the things that come to mind.
0: So. With the time we have left, I want to ra- I want to try to um, wrap this up for investors in a way that helps them think about MasterCard's bottom line. What's the economic model for these services?
1: Yeah. So, you know, there are many different services and uh, many different economic models. And um, let's say is that for any given service, there are many economic models. So there's no single economic model for a single service. So let me give you examples, right? I mentioned test and learn. That comes. That's a recurring revenue model. It's a subscription-based model. We also, when it's standalone, for example, but we also embed it in our solution. So it's sometimes an ingredient to something else. So, you know, that different economic model. Data analytics. Data analytics can be, um, and some of our insights products can be a subscription. It could be a specific project that we do for a specific need. It could be embedded. For example, in that uh, you know that uh, UK bank fraud management example I gave you, the algorithms to generate new rules is a good example of analytics that's embedded in you know in a in a solution. Uh, loyalty, loyalty can be a subscription. Loyalty can be a uh, can be a project uh, that we do for some point in time. Consulting services, consulting services can be project based. It'd be like a multi-year program. For example, in the conversion example I gave you. Uh, so, there are many different economic models, and each of our services we deploy using all the relevant models that make sense for that service. So, it's not, you know, a single answer.
0: Yeah, to build on that, you know, Sachin recently disclosed, and I think it was fairly um, shocking to investors how quickly this happened, but he disclosed that the services businesses, the margin was now up to broader corporate standards in that in that group of businesses um maybe help us understand how quickly what what contributed to that quick change because a couple of years ago you know it was not uncommon for martina to warn everyone that services and other other the other line was going to drag on margins for an extended period so
1: you know what i would say is different services have different margins and you have to look at it individually and in aggregate and um, what's most important i think is that it's um, contributing services across the board whether it's DSC and i other services are contributing substantially across across the board to macard both in terms of revenue and in terms of growth and in terms of margin um, and you know the uh, the question you asked right before in terms of economic models recurring revenues subscription revenues you know things like um, uh, projects that are individual, but all programs that are multi-year, right? All of these contribute uh, to the economics of the business. Um, also, that, that the other thing that contributes is what we've talked about, you know, through this conversation. It helps enhance the core. It also helps expand, right? So we, when we talk about expand services, I think of it in terms of both embedding services into Mastercard and enhancing Mastercard's core, but also extending Mastercard, helping Mastercard enter new territories and existing customers enter new customers and so services play that role as well as strategy and so i would say um it contributes to mastercard in many many different ways
0: okay um i want to go back to something you said earlier how is mastercard's ownership or their role in building out ach infrastructure and rails contributing to what you do and enhancing what you do at the company?
1: So that that's, a that's a, um, you know, I think you could have asked that question just as easily around open banking or around contactless or around the other things that we're doing across MasterCard, right? So uh, across all of these things, there, there is a role for analytics, role for data management consistent with our practices there's a role for consulting services. You know, We have teams deploying, you asked about ACH and real-time payments. We have teams deploying these capabilities locally in different parts of the world, right? Uh, that's a consulting services uh, piece that we support. Um, there are uh, uh, things like, a, a lot of the things that we do in our core rails, we are and will port over to the uh, to real-time payment rails. So it is, um, as MasterCard goes multi-rail, our services are very applicable and portable so that's true for real time payments. it's true for open banking it's true across the board
0: okay with that i think we're gonna have to wrap it up um raj i really appreciate you joining us today i hope to do this in person at some point in the future um hopefully sooner rather than later
1: <laughs> me too i really hope we all have the opportunity to be together i hope i'm in the room with you soon but in a safe way and uh, so thank you very much for inviting me and um, be well safe, and look forward to seeing you in person
0: thanks enjoy the last few days of summer and for the investors on the phone uh, or on the conference we'll see in five minutes thanks